Hello and welcome to Dateline Hamden on WNHHFM New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, your host, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our communities tick. Well, Hamden and New Haven both have mayoral election campaigns this year. One for Democratic primary, mayoral nomination, and one for the general election. In our studio today, we have a return visit from one of our favorite guests, Lauren Garrett, the mayor of Hamden in her first term. She's running for a second term. She faces both a primary challenge and general election challenge. Lauren, welcome back to WNHA. So nice to see you. Good to see you too, Paul. Thank you. And before we get on to the politics, congratulations on your daughter graduating Hampton High School. I said, you got a good social media feed. That was those so good pictures of Thank the graduation. You. What yeah. was it what was it like going there as both a parent and the mayor to a graduation? So usually you don't see that crossroad where um, you know, you're both mom and mayor. Um, <laughs> but that really lined up perfectly on Tuesday. Do you ever get mixed up? Like do you ever tell her she has to like vote yes on something rather than like do her homework uh no not really no um but it was really cool because tuesday was also my birthday and so my birthday present was to give my daughter her diploma oh you gave her the diploma i did yes what did she say was she embarrassed about mom no no she um she knew this was going to happen for a while um we didn't know it was going to line up on my birthday until i guess a month or two out but um it was just amazing all right. That's very nice. So that's a good part. Tell me overall yes. now. That leads into my first question. You're, you're finishing up your, well, you're in the midst of your first two-year term as mayor. That's right. You tried twice to run for it. You're part of a group in Hamden who said Hamden needs to change. Yes. So you had a whole slate of people who won all these races. Yep. Obviously more diverse government. How's that going? Is it what you thought? Um, so yes and no. Um, we have a really great team that we're working with. Um, I work very well with the council. And so we're able to get so much work done. Um, but it, it's, it, there are some differences, you know, uh, there's more cleanup than I expected. Um, you know, every new mayor says that, well, they always discover there's $20 million you didn't thought was there. Yeah. N- no, it's, it's not so much that, um, it's, it's more that, uh, Hamden didn't really have a lot of policies set up. And so we're constantly finding, um, ways that we need, we, we account, we find a problem and then we say, okay, so what's the policy? And then there isn't one. And then not only do we have to fix an issue, but we also have to develop policies so that we don't see these things in the future. What would be examples? Financial oversight? So we updated our fiscal policies and procedures manual for the first time in 30 years. Fiscal policies and procedural manual? No, there was such a thing. There is. There should be at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now this is included with our town's budget. Um, CDBG was another issue that's that community we, development block grants we still get from the federal right. government where they, you could do certain kinds of activities right. that serve low income people. That's correct. Thank you for doing that. Um, so uh, that the block grant um, was a little bit of a mess and we had to, I actually asked our auditor to audit the grant because um, I wanted to have a handle on the problem. What, what do you mean there's a problem? So every year you got to decide we're getting this amount of money in, in block grants, we're going to divide among these people. What was the policy that needed to be fixed? Well, so the problem actually was that um, we weren't spending down funds. Oh. And so we had a, a lot of money sitting around that needed to get spent. Like how much money? Uh, over a million dollars. And so um, it was a couple years worth of monies, uh, including the COVID money that was not getting spent. And so um, we had to do some amendments to um, to the budgets so that we could actually spend it um, in a way that was good for the community. But we also had to put procedures and policies in place 
for that as well. Well, like, in other words, that you'd be alerted if it's not spent? or No, what well, so you, you Or get, that you oversight to the agencies you give the money to? So you get flags if you don't spend the money. And so the money wasn't being spent. We already knew that. Um, it was it was more a problem of not having um, gone out to bid for contractors that would do the work for the, the home rehabilitations. Um, we had to go out to bid for some sidewalk repairs. You can do some infrastructure within the community. So there were a lot of issues that um, just came up uh, when we did the audit uh, that were very helpful. Does in that mean that together. there wasn't bidding? That you needed a policy that says if you got a block grant, you got to put a sidewalk or a home no, rehab to bid? No. So th- we already know that we have to go out to bid for things. It's just that the town had not done that in a very long time. And so we started going out to bid, writing contracts for the different contractors that, that we needed to do the work. Um, it was. We, we have a really good team. I guess that what I'm a little confused, I know this is getting a little bit in the weeds. Yeah. What was the policy? So you didn't, I didn't hear anything that was a new policy. You're we, just saying carry wrote, out what existed policy. No, we had, there was no policy. We had to write the policy for CDBG, for the Community Development Block Grant. That included bidding? or? Um, well, that is already procurement policy. It's just that the way that you have to have your staff set up to provide checks and balances for the way that the money is spent. Okay, for how to oversight. Yes. That is a big issue. I mean, I, I, this could be weird because of vision from New Haven. I always feel like you come across stuff 10 or 15 years after we did because your town got greater diversity over the years before we did. Your city became more urban in the in the southern half. So we had all those issues about CB, CDBG oversight with the agencies like around 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just New Haven view. You could look different from Hamden. I am i don't know. I All I know is that we have been writing a lot of policies and um, we have a really great team that is um, trying to make Hamden better. So um, in our engineering department, our town engineer, Stephen White, has put together a complete streets policy uh, so that we can address all of the traffic calming measures is in a that very done? deliberate way. The policy has passed, and now we're implementing it, which is really exciting. That's a biggie. It is. People really care about that a lot. I remember Nura Grace Flood, before she moved over to cover New Haven, was writing a lot about that with Stephen White yes. and all that. And so you're, you're happy with your first term with the team. You feel you've been able to write fundamental policies in addition to fixing problems. Yes. Are those the highlights? Is anything big stand out to you about your first term? Um, so we have gotten amazing support from the state and federal government in terms of bringing money into the town. So uh, we're at around $30 million that we brought in from the state and federal government. And this is money that can... Um, is this mostly pro- federal pandemic relief ARPA money? No, no, that, that doesn't include ARPA money. This is uh, money for our firehouse in Southern Hamden, $8.6 million, uh, $3.8 million for uh, what's called CMAC, which is uh, replacing, uh, no, 3.8. And that's um, for For CMAC? street streetlights, um, mm-hmm. the stoplights, uh, traffic signals. Um, that, oh, signals, okay. Right, so... The town has to replace those, so it's really nice when we get um, some money from the state to help make that happen. Um, we got money uh, for some improvements at the Keith Community Center, $1.3 million, uh, money for bridge repair and replacement from Lotsip. Um, this is this is a lot of money that comes into the town, but a lot of these grants are reimbursement grants, which means that if we don't have a healthy fund balance, we can't even do the project. Does that mean you have to put money out and they give it back after you spend it? Yes. So they, you need the cash available. Right. And so in the past, Hamden has had to borrow money 
just mm-hmm. to do these reimbursement projects. And we're in we're not in that position anymore. We have a healthy fund balance. It's fourteen million dollars right now and growing. Well, it started because the town um, put together a um, a deficit mitigation plan that has grown into a fund balance restoration plan. And what the town did was borrow money um, in it was a, a debt refunding. Uh, and so we front loaded savings and back loaded the debt, um, which is not advisable, but in mm-hmm. this case, it has worked out because we've had balanced budgets. All right. Lauren Garrett, first term as Mayor Hamden, telling us how it's going here on Dateline Hamden and uh, running for election. Daniel Hunt writes in, when it, and this is something your opponent for Democratic nomination, Walter Morton, criticized. So, when are you going to make the announcement for police chief and assistant fire chief? So, Morton said, why is it taking a year to pick a new police chief? Um, well, we've had a lot of interviews, and I think that there are some good candidates that I think would make for a good deputy chief. Mm. Um, and so uh, right now it's all about communicating with the legislative council to make sure that we're in agreement on um, police chief. Deputy, you need a deep, oh, deputy fire chief. Uh, so we, um, we need a police chief. And um, and then we can also hire a deputy police chief. Oh. Uh, so you're saying the people have gotten so far, you don't think are people I, you want for chief, you want them deputy chief. So I think that Chief Weider is doing a really good job. I think that he's very well known in the community and he is uh, very honest and um, has really nice integrity that mm-hmm. is refreshing to see. And a lot of the other candidates that I've seen have been, um, I, I think, good for a deputy chief position. And so why not make Wiser the chief? Well, as I said, uh, I'm in communication with the Legislative Council um, to bring consens- consensus. So are you proposing that, but they're not supporting that? They I, want to change? Um, I haven't proposed anything yet. And is that because before you propose, you want to see if there's support on the council so you don't have a fight? Um, I have a really good relationship with the legislative <laughs> council and I'd like to continue that. So I'll tell you what it sounds like off the, off to my ears. And maybe you don't want to say, it cause obviously you have to get your work done. You can't say certain things. Sound to me like you're saying you'd like to pick wider, but you don't have enough support yet on the council. I, um, I, I think that wider is doing a very good job. <laughs> okay. I think we got where we're going on that one. So the other main critique from Walter Morton was, and is that, so is your answer that before you make a major decision, you want to have consensus? Um, in anything that I do, I brief the legislative council leadership um, to make sure that we are all in agreement and on the right track. I don't try to make unilateral decisions. Um, I think it's really important that um, you know we I have input, mm-hmm. um, and I think that uh, we have some good council members that provide excellent input. So Daniel Hunt says, well, what about the deputy chief of police position? Is that because you want to have a chief first before you have a deputy to know who they'd work with? Yes. Okay. And Daniel, thank you for the questions. Walter Morton's other main point he made was um, that ARPA, the money, the money we got federal pandemic relief, got 18 million, 16 million going to a new community center. He argued that it makes sense to use that some money to boost Keefe more, the existing center, and rather than building a new one on possibly still polluted land, um, use that money to attack chronic absenteeism, a zoning upgrade, and to encourage mixed development on Hamden Plaza a lot. That's a lot there. That's a lot. What do you so, think about all that? So let's talk about Keith Community Center for a second. Um, this is a building that is very old, has not received significant updates in a very long time. Mm, neglected maintenance? Um, 
Yes, but it's just also it's um, it goes beyond neglected maintenance. It's uh, it hasn't um, it hasn't had um, a lot of maintenance for decades. Um, we've got a lot of original materials in there, and um, how old is it? Oh gosh, I I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head. Okay. Um, this this building is on a lot that isn't that big. And so we've really outgrown our footprint there. Mm. We don't have a gymnasium that is municipally run. Municipally run. Mm -hmm. um, it is a, a, a meeting room. It's called the gym, and it's just really a meeting room. At Keefe. At Keefe. Um, it's, it's a large meeting room, but it's not a gymnasium. Um, our community services and youth services runs out of that building. But how do you have youth services... Um, programming without having a place, a fun place for kids to meet. Um, mm. So I think that we can do so much more for our seniors, for our youth, for the people of Hamden, if we have an adequate community center. Okay. And then uh, what about chronic absenteeism? He says it's grown from 13 to 34% in Hamden schools. If that's accurate, he says New Haven, at least they're going door to door, canvassing, looking for the kids. And he feels more could be done with that. Any thoughts on that? Well, so that's not a proposal that was sent to the Legislative Council or to myself when we were putting together the ARPA budget. Uh, and um, there is a lot of ESSERS money that ran through the schools. And um, it, they ESSERS could... is the pandemic relief that was targeted just toward education, right? Yes. Thank you for explaining these But I will never, to, to my dying day, be able to know what ESSERS stands for without looking it up. It ARPA, is... we know, American yeah. Rescue Plan Act. But some of those acronyms, they just start saying ESSER all the time at school board meetings and no one stops to say ESSER, what it means. So I, I think it starts off with elementary Education. and secondary oh. schools. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was a lot <laughs> so of... So was there enough ESSER money and it just that proposal didn't come up? You know, millions of dollars of ESSERs ran through the school district. And, um, you know, if this was something that they wanted to target, they could have done so with some And are you ESSER's saying money. it's not your role as the mayor to... to suggest what the board should do you should have them take the leadership on it um like they're saying the school board had this esther money they could have done that that's not the mayor's office so as mayor i sit ex officio on the board of education um but you know this is this was also federal money that ran through the schools and um and so there are people on the board of education who if this was their primary concern and they wanted to do something about it they're, that they're in the perfect place to do something about it. Okay, I got that. And what about a zoning upgrade? Do you think there needs to be more density in town, a new plan, less parking? Of course, we're doing it right now. We have our planning and zoning department, our our town planner who um, also lives in Hamden, Eugene Lifshitz. He's working on updating our, our zoning regulations. All right. And what about overall with crying? That's so interesting. You became mayor at this time when the world was... Starting the pandemic, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're here in the pandemic. We had Black Lives Matter protests. We're really trying to figure out public safety in a new way. And you were part of a coalition coming new to government with ideas from the outside yeah. about how policing should evolve. Do you see it the way you did when you took over? What's that evolution been like? So I, um, the way that I uh, approach being mayor is that I think it's very important for all of my employees to be treated well and to also have the resources that they need to do their job. And so I'll say that that is probably where I have um, 
evolved the most in that um, I recognize that the police department needs cars that have air conditioning in them. <laughs> um, no one o- thinks about that when we're arguing about the big issue. Odometers that function. Um, mm-hmm. I recognize that we need to pay for training. We need to pay for um, tools that police officers use to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that's probably um, you know where I see myself um, working with the police department the most. Um, I have a great relationship with our police chief, and um, we work together every day. So in other words, is your evolution, because you came in more on the big issues, like saying you want alternatives, right, to arrests and having, I don't know if you're going to do a crisis intervention team or not, but more community policing, that kind of stuff, right? Am I, am I yes. wrong? Yes. And are you saying that as mayor, you've had brought to your attention more the nitty gritty, less discussed aspects of government, of getting basic things paid for and upgraded so that people could do the job well? Is that sort of what I'm hearing? So I wouldn't say that um, it's it's changed from one thing to another thing. It's more that um, it's just another thing to consider. All right. Mm-hmm. Lauren Garrett, what, what about affordable housing? That's a big issue everywhere in America. It's a big issue everywhere in Connecticut. It's a big issue in New Haven and Hamden. How about you thinking on that now that you've been in charge? What, where are you, how are you viewing that issue, the best way to tackle it, and how's that going? I think that we need to provide more housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a warming center that's open, obviously, during the winter months. And um, we had um, clients coming into our warming center who had vouchers for housing and could not find a place to live. Mm. Um, we had people coming in to warm up at night and then would go out to work in the morning. So this is not just a Hamden problem. It's not just a Connecticut problem. It's a national problem that we don't have enough affordable housing. And I want to be, um, I want our municipality, Hamden, to help solve the problem. And um, so we have some affordable housing projects that are in the works. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one over on State Street that um, is going to come before planning and zoning. Um, They have just presented to the Legislative Council um, their proposal. So, you know, I, I, um, in as mayor, um, and with our planning and zoning department, I want to make sure that, um, we are not putting up roadblocks that we are helping them. Um, are you in the build, build, build school? I, uh, it, so mostly, yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's really I important. I love that debate because there's no left or right, no who wants affordable housing right. or not. It's all you're kind of predicting which economic theory works in practice. That if you just keep building more, that'll give more supply, it'll lower demand so that even if you're building expensive apartments, other rents will go down. Then other people say that's theory, but in practice, you're kind of gentrifying, building up for wealthier people to come pushing out the poor. So, so I said for the most part when I answered you, and that's exactly why. I think it's really important that we have a lot of affordable housing that we're offering. And so the development on State Street is all affordable mm-hmm. at uh, 60% AMI. All right, and that's area media income. But don't ask me ESSER, even though you told me I can get started with elementary and secondary. Okay, that's that's a good start, but there's still the SER. Chris Ashley says the mayor mentioned securing grant funds for our town. Is any of that going toward improving public safety? Thank you for the question. Oh, that's a great question. So um, we actually put in a um, an application to our federal government, um, and it's being supported by Rosa DeLauro, um, who is awesome. And it is for $5.3 million to update um, police radios and police communication. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so th- that is incredibly helpful for them. Are they using like all the walkie talkies or? They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got the, the old outdated um, walkie talkies, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Radios. How about overall? How do you feel being mayor now? You know, we only got a couple minutes left. I mean, how, what did you think it was going to be like coming in and how's it feel now, Lauren? It feels amazing. I love doing this work. I, um, it's, it's so gratifying to be able to help people, to be able to bring back some really great success for Hamden. Um, our town is improving. Our financial situation is improving. It's, um, we've been, our, our bond reading has improved by both, um, S and P and Fitch. When I started, we had a negative outlook and now it's moved from negative to stable and now positive. And so, um, independent agencies are taking a look at Hamden and saying, we're going in the right direction. Stacy Brody, it's election time. Um, someone needs a reminder of the I person. People say the truth. Okay, just someone else. Stacy Brody thinks that it's not going as well as, as you're saying. So I guess that's what you're going to be putting before the voters. Yes, that's right. Okay. And, and, it, and if the independent bond rating agencies say that it's, it's going in the right direction, um, that's a really credible source. <laughs> okay. Any final words, uh, Lauren? And thank you for joining us on Dateline Hamden. Um, thank you for having me. I'd love to come back. And there's also, uh, there's also a, um, uh, a, um, Republican runner for mayor, right? Yes. And who's that? Um, I don't name drop my opponents. Interesting. Okay. Lauren Garrett. And finally, what's the difference being a candidate and being in government? Oh, uh, well, when you're a candidate, you have a lot of time on your hands to run for office. When you're <laughs> the mayor, you're very busy um, doing your job, and you have a little bit less time to run for office. Well, I appreciate that you found the time to come into WNHH, where you're always welcome, and we love having you on the show. Thank you, Paul. And we're going to take a little break here with the Afro-Semitic Experience, performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free. And we're going to go back with State Rep. Roland Lamar, who's going to tell us a story about how many years it takes sometimes to pass important legislation that can make our streets safer. I'm going to give away, I'm going to do a, a, a give away the ending. It, it does have a happy ending, the bill passed. So sit tight. We'll be back with you in five minutes on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Hey.